The Seattle Seahawks fall to the Los Angeles Rams 30-13 in what feels like, at least at this moment, of one of the more disappointing losses in the whole Coach Carroll era. Certainly the most disappointing home opener that we've seen throughout his time here. The team was listless, uninspired, and didn't seem to be able to match the same kind of energy this Rams team was bringing on the other side of the football on the road. A Rams team, by the way, who conscientiously decided at the start of this offseason, hey, all of those draft picks that we've been sacrificing for future years to win in the now, all that future cap space that we've sacrificed into the future to win now, that all ends now right quick. We're taking it all down. We're going to bleed all of that out right now. We're going to hurt this year. We're going to shave the roster down. We're going to offload players what players we can offload for whatever we can get. Jalen Ramsey for a bag of peanuts? Great. That's what they did. They moved into tank mode this offseason. They thoroughly did it. Now, you may be a Ram fan bristling at this, but that's just the truth of it, and I'm not the only one to say it. And you had a team that's going into tank mode, that's starting all those rookies across the board like they are, that have so many fourth, fifth, sixth round guys out there starting this game on the road, and you couldn't stop them. You had no answers. You as a coaching staff could not seem to find any way to put your team in a position to find success in this game, frustratingly so, all throughout the course of the game. You have a Hawks offense that starts out this game looking good, looking well, looking every bit like they did last year. Being balanced offensively, a little bit of running of Walker, a little bit of pass, leaning into the short passing, timing-based stuff. Right through the first couple of drives, you're able to score just about every single time, and it's looking good. But at the same time of that's happening, your defense can't stop anything. The Rams are just rolling up the field, and the only thing that causes them to not put more points up in that first half is one missed field goal and a blocked field goal. But defensively, it looks very similar to what we see in the past few years where you just don't seem to have any answers, especially in coverage, against this Sean McVay team. He's dialing up the same kind of old plays he's always been able to dial up to attack your soft zone coverages. And then we get into the second half, and much like the San Francisco 49er playoff game from last year, where Gino and the boys in the first half are carrying the water, doing their part, but then they get about halfway into the third quarter and come to the realization of, hey, we're going to need to score every single time today in order to win this football game. And then they begin to press, and then they find less offensive success within that. You had both of your two tackles about midway through the third quarter, both go out due to injury, and it all just basically collapsed at that point. Meanwhile, your defense continued to have their troubles and problems throughout the course of the whole rest of that second half. Never at any point in time finding any answer for Stafford. Again, for a team here in the Rams that came into this game in full rebuild mode, and without their most important offensive player, Cooper Cup. Meanwhile, our Seahawks on the other side at all three of their receivers, pretty much a full complement of their players, absent maybe Adams and Witherspoon. It is defies logic to me here when I watch the Seahawks defense and trying to understand what it is that Coach Carroll is trying to accomplish on this defense as it currently stands. Two years ago, Coach Carroll at the NFL Combine was questioned. And he was questioned about why are you changing to this new defense? Why have you fired on Norton and you're going to hire on Hurd and you're going to adopt this new defense? And Coach Carroll said at the time, well, we've been a little arrogant in our ways. He does his words. We've been a little bit arrogant. We've held for too long onto the old defensive approach, our old defensive schematics, the old manner by which we would want to win defensively. We've clutched onto that way too hard and way too long. It straight came right from the horse's mouth himself, being Coach Carroll who said this. And so they told you, we're changing to this 3-4 defense. We're going to go to the Vic Fangio scheme. More pressure-based, more, more taking it to the offense. Left less of this soft-ass zone coverage at every single turn. 
But now what we've seen here is that they really didn't adopt to the Fangio cover two shell scheme. That's not what they were doing. Because if you look at that front more often than not, you're not looking at a three, four front. You're looking at that two man front or really what's a four man front. You have a one tech, a three tech and two outside linebackers on either side of them. And they're still running the same stuff they ran from three years ago where it's going to be a four man pressure package soft zone defenses on the back end and smart quarterbacks and smart offensive coordinators can pick it apart and pick it apart without having to even think. The Rams weren't complicated today. They weren't hitting you with a variety of different routes. It was the same thing over and over again, over route, the middle of the field, crosser, middle of the field. They attacked the middle of the field over and over again. Stafford could throw there whenever he wanted to. You made rookie Puka Nuka, who was starting his first game, look like Cooper Cup. It was amazing. And these players are wide open in these soft zone coverages that the Seahawks want to run out over and over again. Nobody is even near a receiver. They're four, five yards away when they're making the catch. And the great irony, the great irony of it is that you play this soft zone coverage in order to prevent the big play. You play this soft zone coverage so there aren't chunk plays to be found down the football field. Yet you still come to find Stafford at the end of this game averaging 8.8 yards per attempt, throwing for well over 334 yards in this game. Still finding effectiveness where there's not supposed to be that within the confines of this defense. And it comes from you not wanting to change. The defensive stylings that we're looking at right now are the same defensive stylings from three years ago. And Carroll kind of fooled us a little bit in saying he's going to go to this Vic Fangio scheme. But that's not really what he did. He changed that front where instead of having a, a typical 4-3 down lineman front, he essentially took his defensive ends and moved them out into a wide nine technique and stood them up, kept his defensive lineman the same on the inside, and then didn't up any of his pressure rates, didn't bring any more blitzes, didn't really change up much coverages on the back end. We drop in soft zone coverage. That's our thing. That's our deal. That's what we do. And we've not been effective at it for a very long period of time. And Coach Carroll was aware of that. That's why he made this change a couple of years ago. That's why you moved away from Norton. And yet we still come to find this defense time and time again, leaning back into its old machinations. It's like an old friend that Coach Carroll just can't quit, despite all the data and evidence that he has seen that that is the proper place to go with this. He's updated his offense. He's modernized their offensive approach, and they've gotten the fruits from it. That's why they were so good last year as they went from the late 1980s offense to a modernized offensive approach. Now they needed to do the same on the defensive side of the ball. You have a 1980, late 1980s style of defense. You need to now update that up into something new. And specifically at the head of it is some complexity to be built in, is some pressure looks to be built in from time to time. They ran a couple of blitzes here, but I would reckon to guess if we saw the, the bottom line on the percentage base of blitzes in this game, it's very close to where it's been in recent years, which is one of the league least blitzing teams that you find out there. The Seahawks are very easy to predict prior to the snap what they're going to do. You see the coverage pre-snap on what they're going to do. That's probably what they're going to do post-snap. And since the Seahawks run so much of the same type of coverage, which is always dropping to depth with these soft zones, it's very highly predictable for these quarterbacks. So our defenses leave advantages on the table. If I, as a quarterback, know where you're going to be in coverage almost every time post-snap, that makes my job much easier to play. That makes it much easier for me to be more effective. That means there's going to be that many less mistakes I'm going to be making turnover-worthy throws because I know where I'm going to go with the ball and I'm probably going to be right because you're pretty damn easy to diagnose on what you're going to do. This was a troubling game to watch from the defensive side of the ball and then you add on top of it that there was no life to this team. They weren't inspired. 
They weren't playing out there with any kind of fire or force. There have been times, many times in recent years, I can look at Coach Carroll's defense and say, I got a problem with the way this defense is playing. This is underwhelming as hell. This is the first time that I've looked at the defense and said, it's underwhelming as hell, and there is no inspiration. At least when they were bad in recent years, they still played hard. That team wasn't out there playing hard. Or maybe they were, and I just wasn't seeing it really clearly. But it is a very strange performance to watch in the first week. And there are some that saying that we overlooked the Rams. We were, we were just thinking that we could walk right by them. I don't know how you do that in week one of an NFL season at home like that. I don't know how you put on that kind of performance in that way. It's very strange to see. And it's hard to break this game down because there's not a lot of positive to talk about. Kenneth Walker looked great out there. He ran well early on. The Seahawks kind of went away from the running game as the game went along, and it was seeming like they were going to have to score on every play. DK Metcalf led the way with three catches and 47 yards, but then was very quiet in the second half. Didn't get a whole hell of a lot of targets in this game. And while I do believe the defense deserves a big part of the blame for what went wrong in this game, Shane Waldron did not bring the most creative of attacks to bear with this football team. They were consistently in moving the ball for the most part through most of this game, so I can't knock him really too much with that, but there wasn't a lot of creativity. There wasn't a lot of adjusting, and that's another big part of this is there's no adjustments. Throughout the course of this game, early on, Stafford's hitting you in the middle of the field. You don't adjust. You don't have anything that you call upon to go to to say, let's, let's take that away from them. Instead, you let them have it throughout the whole game whenever they wanted it. Offensively, they're bringing the pressure. They're getting up in your face, and really it's hard offensively a bit to this as well because you lost your two tackles halfway into the game. And any NFL team loses their starting two tackles, I don't care how good the offense is, that offense is going to look way different if they both exit the game at the same time, as did happen. I'm not trying to let the offense completely off the hook here. There are some things to pick apart there, but the problems here lie on defense. Too many times over the last few years, this defense just looks like it's flailing. 2020, you were deeply into that season and you were on a record pace to give up more yards in the air than any other team in NFL history by a wide margin. What saved you that year is at the end of the year, you got to play Houston, Detroit, Chicago, some of the worst offenses in the league, which lets you get just to right back enough to right where it wasn't a record bad defense. And then the year after that, once again, 10, 12 games through the year, you're on a record pace to give up these yards uh, to running backs in the air. And last year, couldn't stop the run. And this year we look like a little bit closer now back to the 2020-2021 teams where I guess we'll maybe be able to stop the run a little bit because that is the one good thing we did today. The Rams had 40 rushing attempts, only 92 yards. I'll give the defense a little bit of their flowers on that one. But it does look a little closer to 2020 and 2021 with that where, okay, you're, stop, you're, you're kind of able to stop the run, but you can't stop any of the pass. They can throw wherever they want, however they want. The Coach Carroll scheme of defense in this coverage is built on really one, two main things. Coach Carroll went back and looked at data as he was just about to get the job with the USC Trojans, and he, had a, he did a deep dive on data, and he looked at games in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and he studied how teams in high school, college football, and the pros won games. How did these teams win? And what he did when he looked into his studies is he found that there was two points of data that everything boiled down to. The first point of data was stop the run. Those teams in those games that were able to stop the run and be consistent in that fashion tended to win. Those teams that also then limited the big play and stopped the run, those teams won at like a 73% rate or something. I forget the exact number. But Carroll took that number and he ran with it. And he let it inform his ideology and his strategy through USC, through the early time here in the Seattle Seahawks. And it was tremendously effective. But football is always changing and ever-changing. And the problem with that data that Coach Carroll's basing that on is it is from 
70s, 80s, 90s football. And football has changed in this modern times. It's more offensive-based. You now don't have teams like you did in the 70s, 80s, and 90s where, where teams were having to feel like they had to take those deep shots, hit those nine routes down the field. Now they will remain patient. Now they're more spread-based in their concepts. Now it's more about getting the ball to a guy in space and letting him work up the football field. This old methodology of approach is based on how the game used to be played, not how the game's being played right now. Coach Carroll is still a remarkably great coach. I'm not sitting here saying like I'm hearing from some of my Seahawks fans here today, post game, time to fire him, time to let him go. That's not what I'm saying for. It's not what I'm calling for. He's earned a lot of goodwill by what he was able to accomplish last year by being on the right side of the Russell Wilson trade, by updating the offense he is. Part of the reason you had the steps forward like you did last year with that offense is because Coach Carroll was willing to bring in Waldron, willing to leave the late 1980s offense that we mainly ran underneath Russell Wilson where you didn't take advantage of pre or post snap motion. You were very simplified. He's got to be given credit for those type of things. Given credit for the talent that they've been able to draft and, and earmark those that come in. I like these guys too. There's a lot of points to give credit to Carroll. It's not to say he's a bad coach. I want to get to a place of nuance on this because I know there's a lot of people that bristle, bristle at any point of Coach Carroll being kind of questioned on some of this stuff. But it's got to be questioned in my opinion because these defensive struggles, these soft zone coverage struggles, these soft zone coverage struggles that are housed in the fact that Carroll's trying to prevent a big play that's never coming have got to be changed because if they're not changed, this rebuild's going to come to a halt really fast. And it will be limited as how far a rise it can go if he's not going to try to take some steps to correct this part of what has been a hole in this defense going back years now. Coach Carroll's got his base philosophy and he trusts in it and that's part of what makes him great. That's part of what's allowed him to have the continued amount of success he's had over his head coaching career. But it is also the thing that's kind of costing him here at this point. It's also the thing that's kind of limiting here at this point. That risk adverse nature to things. I don't want to blitz. I want to keep coverages deep. I want to prevent against that big play. That's opening everything else up in front of this defense for those offenses to go out there and eat. And it's disappointing to see. I hope our Hawks will be able to turn this around going into this next upcoming game here against Detroit Lions. But I've got to say this loss has got me shook just a little bit. This was not your everyday, ordinary kind of loss. And for this to happen, an opening game, opening game of season with we have so many expectations for this team, hope for this team just to build on what you did last year. And instead, it looks like you've regressed a bit across the board. It's strange to see. It defies a little bit of explanation. But do not forget, this wasn't an NFL football team you're playing out there today. This wasn't, oh, just another average NFL team. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. This was a bad NFL team in the middle of a full rebuild year, not a rebuild year like the Hawks last year. They don't even have the same kind of talent we had last year that we were bringing to bear. They had to cut and slice and tear everything down that was any really good value in order to clear the way. You got to give the Rams props by clearing the way like this. This is going to help them turn around that much faster. They're getting the money off the books now. It's not going to allow, it's not going to last on into the future endlessly. But because of that, you also meant you weren't getting a very good team you were going up against today. And you made them look like world beaters. You made them look like a playoff team. You got Rams fans thinking they're going to be good this year. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. If this team is going to do nothing but slide back into soft zone coverages again throughout the course of this year, if Coach Carroll thinks that the solution to what has ailed his defenses over the last few years, which have been cut up in the same fashion, very similar time and time again, is to just continually to hope that it's going to fix itself, to hope if he just sits pat that eventually, like a broken clock, it'll be right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
Coach Carroll's defense saw its day, and he put together a legendary defense, one of the best all times, worthy of being revered, definitely. But the NFL is in an always changing state. It doesn't stay stagnant. The way you win 10 years ago is not necessarily the way you win now. Carroll's got to change his defense with the times or get left behind. It's as simple as that. This team has got all the talent in the books to go out there this year and make noise. This NFC is wide open. But right now, it seems like it can't quite get out of its own way. It can't get quite out of its own fear. Fear of the big play. Fear of things going wrong. We get to a state of being like we're playing not to lose rather than trying to win. I hope Coach Carroll's got some answers for this team this upcoming season. I hope they can improve and turn this around. I hope this was just a one-off. But this was a tremendously disappointing loss from my standpoint of things. And I really hope that this team was able to bring a little bit more better to play with what they put together this offseason. But we may be in for a year that's a little bit more akin to being along the lines of rebuilding rather than thinking like we had even coming into the season that this was a team ready to contend. They looked far, far, far away from that in this particular game this upcoming week. And if that Rams offense can do that to us this week at home in the home opener, what's going to be like against that Detroit offense, which is better on the road in 10 a.m. next week? Not to say they can't find answers here. I just don't know exactly where they are if the defense is going to be unwilling to change. This team's going to get Jamal Adams back and Witherspoon back, Devon Witherspoon, our first-round pick. Two guys that are best to be in a situation where they've got a blitz-heavy scheme and they're moved all around the place. And they can, especially in Witherspoon's case, he can play the man-based situations. Jamal's better in man-based situations. But that's going to require you to blitz. That's going to require you to take some risks on the back end. And Coach Carroll has not yet shown in his entire time here in Seattle that there's any point in time he's willing to do that. But in my opinion, that's a little bit of what's required at this point if he's going to hope to turn this defense around. Otherwise, it just starts looking like a pale, pale, pathetic imitation of the former defenses of the old. Because you do not have the prime talent stacked across the board like you once did. And even if you did, I don't think the scheme would flourish in the same way because offenses have become more complex. And they've adjusted. And you've had 10 years of this defense in this league for these offenses to build these set of plays that can attack this style of defense. So what you going to do, Coach Carroll? Are you going to keep trying the same like you've had the past few years when your defense has failed? Are you going to keep sliding into the soft zone coverages and the four-man fronts? Is that the answer? Is that the pathways of success? Is it just going to fix itself? Or perhaps, do you as a coach got to do some more things to help this team out to put them in a position for success? Part of the way the Rams' defense found success in this game was not just merely Aaron Donald wrecking shop up front. Part of the way they found success against our offense was by manufacturing things, by bringing those pressure-based looks. If you look between the two teams, there's a stark difference between the amount one team blitz versus the other. There's also a stark difference between which defense had more talent than the other. And the less talented team was able to manufacture more productivity because they have coaches that are willing to try to put their players in a position to succeed rather than just throw the players out there and go, make it happen. Do it. Just do it. Hopefully the team can find some answers. Maybe Coach Carroll's got another trick left up his sleeve in regards to this defense as far as an adjustment goes. But they are too talented. They are too good to be playing like this throughout the whole course of the season. This was completely unexpected from my standpoint of things. And I come back to again and again just not quite getting why there is such a reticence on Coach Carroll's part to modify and update this defense. He was willing to do so on the offensive side of the ball. I don't know why he's not willing to do so on the defensive side of the ball. 
He's not had a track record of success on this defense going back many years. He's gone through three recent defensive coordinators in the in recent years. There's a lot of data here to say that you got to change. You got to do something else. Coach Carroll himself said a couple years ago, we were arrogant in our ways. Well, my question to Coach Carroll is this. If you were arrogant in your ways a couple of years ago by your own mouth, if you waited too long to change by your own mouth, then if we're still seeing the same now a couple of years later, what does that mean? My name is Brandon Kane. Hopefully next week is a happier affair. Thank you for watching. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe. But beyond all that, don't you ever forget, go Hawks.